0: Welcome to today's program. My name is Rick Renner and I'm not seated in my normal chair for my program because we are in an emergency situation and the Renner family and our ministry needs your help. Now you are seated in your living room or in front of your device, probably watching what's going on in our part of the world, but you're watching it from a distance and in a very real way, it's in our backyard. We know many, many people involved in the conflict. We have more than 200 employees between Moscow and Kiev. And just before I came into the studio to begin this broadcast, I called our executive directors in Kiev. And I said, tell me, how are you? They said, well, at the moment we can hear machine guns, bombs are dropping. They're getting very, very near. I said, well, how are you? We're great. We're in the peace of God. We're in our apartment. We're online, remotely ministering to our partners, to people that are reaching out to us. And it's so amazing to me that in just a matter of days, we have received 10,000s of prayer requests from people reaching out to us. And we live in Moscow. They don't see us as people living in Moscow because all of these years, we have been so very careful to never take a political position. Mm-hmm. We've always said, hey, when it comes to ministry, we're not Russian, we're not Ukrainian, we're not Americans, we are Kingdom of God people. We're free of all of that. That's right. Our job is to bring the Word of God. And because people know that about us, even people in Ukraine are reaching to us by the tens of thousands asking for us to support them in prayer. And there is our amazing team undercover hiding, but on their computers doing their job to make sure the broadcasts are going into their homes and that all of those prayer requests are being answered. I think that is amazing. They are heroes. And right now we need your help because people have been displaced from their homes, hundreds and thousands of people just in the east of Russia. More than a hundred thousand people have been displaced, Denise, including 30 thousand children. More than half a million have fled from the western side of Ukraine and all over Ukraine there are people hiding in bunkers and subway stations and cellars and basements and they've gone to their country dachas. They're trying to escape everything that is happening. They've left with what they have on their back with a few documents. They don't have food. Many people are living in camps not knowing what's going to happen to them or if they have somewhere to go back to. And we have an opportunity right now to show up as the love of God with a relief package. Now, we have never done anything like this, never in the history of our ministry, and we wouldn't be doing it right now if it wasn't such an emergency situation. My friends, we need your help. In front of us is a sample of what we are going to be giving. And by the way, the wheels are already moving to be getting this to the people that are in need. And in every one of these boxes, there are 20 meals 20 meals. Now, that may not sound like a lot, but it is a lot. It's a lot if you don't have a meal. Just imagine if you had no food, you didn't know where any food was going to come from, and suddenly a box full of food showed up. And not just food, but even personal hygiene items that you don't have because you didn't have time to get them when you were running from your house. And suddenly it shows up with a Bible We're going to give a Bible. We're giving a book about how to be saved, how to repent, and a plastic-coated copy of the 91st Psalm that people can cling to. And when this shows up, it's going to be a package of the love of God. It's going to bring a revival into people's lives. Every one of these boxes costs $60. For $60, you can provide 20 meals. Now, maybe you can't give $60 per meal it's about $3. You can give $3. You can do something. You can do something. And you can help us help people that are
1: really in a very desperate situation right now. Paul. It's amazing that God has situated us in this place right now so that we can actually help people. It's a wonderful opportunity to be able to get involved in people's need and be close to them when they need it the most. And you can help us help them. Thank you so much for what many of you have already done over the years. But right now is a special time. We have never said before, emergency situation. We need help. Never. We have never never done anything like that. No, this is a special situation, and it requires special help. And right now... We can receive funds, many of you have asked, can you receive funds in Russia? Yes, right now we can receive funds and we're going to do as much as we can, as quick as we can to help people on both sides of this conflict because they all need help regardless of where they are. They've all been displaced, they're all hungry and as soon as their physical needs are met, We pray that their spiritual needs will also be met. And Paul, a lot of them are brothers and sisters. Many. Well,
0: I mean, we have been working with the church in Ukraine for three decades. There's hardly a city in Ukraine we haven't been to or held a big evangelistic crusade in. And we've been broadcasting into... Only God knows how many broadcasts we've sent into Ukraine. It's... Tens of thousands of broadcasts. I mean, we pumped the Word of God into Ukraine, and the Word of God is working in people. But a lot of these people that have been displaced, they are our brothers and our sisters. And we need to do something to say, hey, we're here for you. And what a great message you could send by giving a gift and saying, we're here for you too. Joel? Yesterday we talked about the word compassion. If you feel compassion about
2: what's going on and you want to do something, compassionate people don't just sit by and watch things happen without their activity they get involved and you can really help people right now like we've talked about we've never come to our audience or to you to ask for help like this but we want to help as many people as possible and that's why we're coming to you because we want to get these relief packages this food to so many people so please go online go to our store go to our website and donate become a part of this Denise
3: well I just want to tell you that your giving to this project means so much. And I was looking at this blanket, and I was just thinking about if you had a child and you were able to wrap this blanket around their shoulders and they were cold. That would mean everything to you as a mother. If you could give, get out some corn and feed your family. I mean, I know mothers, you're a mother probably listening to me. You give up your food, you give up your sleep, you give up a lot for your kids. And to be able to give this to them, wouldn't that just bless that mother so much? And this verse says in Proverbs chapter 22, it's verse, nine. It says, he who has a generous eye, I believe that's you, will be blessed for he gives his bread to the poor. The generous eye, that's you, give your bread to the poor. And these people are now in a poor, poor situation where we can use our generous eye that he's given us and give to them.
0: You know, the gospels tell us that Jesus saw the multitudes mm-hmm. and he was moved with, with compassion. Yeah, that's right. And that's very important because compassion moves you. Compassion is not just pity, just feeling sorry for somebody. When Jesus was moved with compassion, something took place. And in Jude, verse 22, it literally says, and of some have compassion. And the next statement says, making a difference. And that word compassion is the Greek word eleos. It describes pity that has to do something to remedy a situation. It is not enough it's just to say, oh, that's so sad. In fact, 1 John even talks about believers who see their brother in need and do nothing about it. It says, how can the love of God be in that person? But when the compassion of God is in you, it drives you to do something. And that's why Jude wrote in verse 22 of some having compassion, making a difference. Compassion is supposed to act. It does something to remedy a situation. Denise?
3: You know, Jesus, when he came into that funeral of, uh, of the widow's son. Her son died. She was a widow. There wasn't going to be any provision for her. How was she going to live? And it says that Jesus, I love this because it says in verse 13 of chapter 7 of Luke, when the Lord saw her. Now there was lots of other things around there for Jesus to see. He could have seen the, he could have seen the, the dead boy. He could have seen and heard the crowd, but it says he zeroed in on her. He saw her and had compassion on her and said to her, do not weep. And we can zero in on the compassion that's inside of your heart to give and help these people. That's what Jesus did. He didn't just pass by that funeral. He didn't say, oh, that poor widow. I don't know how she's going to provide. How, I guess people are going to have to take care of her. He raised her son from the dead. And that compassion... It pierced through that darkness. And that's what your p- compassion is going to do. The darkness that's trying to overcome these people in their sadness, in their loneliness, in their hopelessness. Their
0: loss. People have had such loss.
3: Your compassion is going to pierce through their darkness.
0: And Proverbs 19, verse 17 says, He who lends to the poor lends to the Lord, and the Lord will repay him, which means when you get involved in meeting basic needs like this, God gets involved in your life. He responds to you. That is amazing. And if you want God to really get involved with you, do something for the poor or for those that are in need. It's for that reason that if I'm ever walking through Moscow and I see somebody that's begging, I never walk past them without putting something in their hand. Because when you respond to the poor, you put yourself in a position for God to respond to you. And this is an opportunity for all of us to do something really practical and easy to do to make a difference in the life of people that have been displaced. And really, we're talking about a lot of our brothers and our sisters. We're going to distribute a lot of this relief packages through the church. This is the work of the church. Joel? The Bible says faith without works is dead. And yeah, we're believing for
2: miracles to happen in this situation, for a revival, for there to be a revival in people's lives yes. with the gospel. But it's time for us to do some work. We need
0: to help people with their basic needs. And you can give by going online right now, or you can give us a call. If you can give $60, that will provide an entire relief package. Maybe you can give $600. Maybe you could give $6,000. Maybe you can give $3. $3 will provide a single meal. You can do something. Let's all reach beyond ourselves to do something for these people that have been so displaced and not just sit in front of our TVs and say, oh, that's so sad. Let's do something to make a difference in their lives. But I want to tell you that this week we're giving you my book, which is called Signs You'll See Just Before Jesus Comes. Jesus prophesied in Luke 21 and Matthew 24 that there would be signs we would see just before he comes. And of course, right now, we're hearing of commotions and wars and rumors of wars. And I just want to read to you one thing from this book. Listen to this. In Luke 21:9, Jesus said that you shall hear of wars and commotions. And then he said, be not terrified be not terrified. The word commotions describes instability as a result of upheavals of a societal, political, or a militaristic nature. It includes activity that sends society reeling as a result of its unpredictable nature. Well, we're really experiencing that right now. But Jesus said, be not terrified. It is a translation of a Greek word, which means to experience extreme extreme horror or fright as a result of something that startles or alarms. And Jesus was actually saying in these verses, be not terrorized. But it is a prohibition that implies being terrorized by events would be a real temptation for an end time generation. That's why it's so important that we know what the Bible says. Because when we know what the Bible says, then we're not taken off guard by these events. We just say, ah, Jesus said that was coming. Ah, that's what he was talking about. Then you can embrace your season. We're embracing our time. In fact, Denise, when I think about you and me and Philip and Paul, Philip's not here, and Joel, We as a family are anointed for this. Think about it. We came here 30 years ago when nobody in their right mind would move to this part of the world. People were fleeing from here, and we moved here. Mm -hmm. We have lived through uh, revolutions, demonstrations, exchange, currency exchanges. I mean, we have lived through every imaginable thing, ups and downs, and here we are. And we're still just as happy as can be because we're where God called us to be. We are anointed for this. And I just think it's so remarkable that we are uniquely positioned right now to really see what's happening. Don't believe everything you see in the news. Everybody has a slant to the story. There's a slant to the story. It doesn't matter where you're hearing it from. Everybody has their own side of the story. But in the middle of it all is the reality And the reality is people have been displaced. Mm -hmm. And we, as a family and as a ministry, are not picking sides. We don't do that because if you pick sides, you lose somebody that needs to be reached. And our job is to reach everybody. And for 30 years, we have wrapped our arms around Russian speakers, Ukrainian speakers. We've given our lives to them. They are our family. And now we are here to help them. And in this emergency situation, we need your help. And we're asking you to help us
1: help them. Paul? There's a temptation to be fearful. And the devil, of course, wants you to have fear. But instead of being fearful, we can be full of faith in 2nd Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 it says but god hath not given us a spirit of fear but of power love and of a sound mind and so right now we choose to embrace power love and, and a sound, sound mind. mind that's the choice we have to make because if we choose fear then we've we've abandoned our faith but we're people of faith and i'm so impressed by the Christians and the believers that we've spoken to in Kiev and our staff members in Kiev, they have shown right now that they are people of, of faith. faith. What they're saying and how they're helping other people, they are people of faith and they need our help and support right now. People on both sides of this conflict need physical help. They need someone to bring them food. They need someone to bring them the simple things. And we choose to be a part that part that that person that brings that help Joel you know people are asking
2: how are you guys in Russia we're doing good we're full of faith and we're looking for opportunities amen people are saying why are you gonna leave no we're not gonna leave we want to be here we want to help people we want to be where the call of God is in our life and that's where he expects us to be and also people are asking well how can we help well we've explained it very clearly you can help us help people by getting food to them getting their needs met and also we have a second need right now prices are just changing by the minute it's the truth inflation we're experiencing hyperinflation the exchange rate for our local currency the ruble is just going crazy it's fallen forty percent forty percent and so just imagine if things got forty more forty percent more expensive for you tomorrow well that's kind of what we're experiencing and we need to finish what we started the new tv studio it's not about a building it's about providing teaching people can trust. Joel,
0: I just want to comment. That studio, it's an anchor. That is an anchor from which the teaching of the Bible is going to go into the the whole Russian-speaking, Ukrainian-speaking world, and the whole world. Can you imagine when we moved here 30 years ago? We never dreamed that from here, the Word of God would be going to the ends of the earth. It's Unlikely. It's unlikely. Amen, Paul. But that's what's happening. And that studio is just pivotal for this to continue. And through that studio, we're going to continue piping the Word of God into homes, into gadgets, into devices. And the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 21, The lips of the righteous feed many. That's our job. And when you're a partner with our ministry, that's what you're helping us do. You're putting fuel in the tank So we can get that word out into those homes and those gadgets and those devices, penetrating darkness, bringing light into people's lives, bringing them teaching they can trust. And we need to finish that studio as fast as we can because prices are literally doubling. The building's already up. The roof's on the building. It's got windows. It's got doors. The exterior is looking great, but the interior is incomplete. And we need to finish it before it just becomes so astronomically expensive. And again, it's not about a building. It's about the Bible. It's about getting the teaching of the scripture into people's lives. That studio, it is strategic. It is strategic for the broadcasting of the word of God in this part of the world. And we need your help to finish it if it's on your heart to help us. And if you want to help us with that, go online or give us a call, we'll walk you through it and show you how you can give to that. Denise?
3: I was thinking about the power of the word of God because the Bible says that heaven and earth are gonna pass away, but my word will never pass away. And we're in these escalating times right now of of these things going on in these different situations. And you know what? They're gonna change. Uh, Time's gonna go on and then they're gonna change again. They changed from a year ago. They're changing now. But the Word of God, it is a steady rock. When you put your hope and your faith in the Word of God and you renew your mind to the truth, it puts your life on a rock. And it's the only way that we can stand through these difficult That's right. And I'm so thankful for the teaching of God's Word. Oh, it's amazing. It is the rock. It is the steady rock. It's
0: the stability of our times.
3: And you can't separate Jesus from his word. No. Because he is the word. So when you're giving somebody the word, you're giving somebody Jesus.
0: And that studio is about the word. It's about getting the word out there. And we need to wrap it up before it just becomes astronomically expensive. And you know what? If we have to do it by ourselves, it's going to take a long time. If we act really fast, we can beat these escalating prices and we can get this thing done. We can say, devil, you're going to be sorry you did that. And we'll just get that thing done and call it a victory. But I want to remind you that right now, we're giving you my book called Signs You'll See Just Before Jesus Comes. I want you to have it. Give us a call or go online. But you know, Matthew 24, verse 8, Jesus said, all of these things are the beginning of birth pains. And he said, it doesn't mean the end is yet. Well, Denise, you gave birth to three boys. And you know that when birth pains began, it's too late to say, I've changed my mind. We're not going to do that. Mm -hmm. Because once they begin, you're in transition. And they come faster and faster and faster and faster and faster. Well, in this book, we cover the birth pains that Jesus said that we would experience just before the end of the age. Some of them are plagues, diseases, diseases. Wars, rumors of wars. Well, guess what? We just had a worldwide pandemic, COVID. That was a birth pain. And isn't it interesting how suddenly everybody's forgotten about COVID and nobody is talking about Dr. Fauci. Where did he go? He's no longer on TV anymore because now a new birth pain has come. And you know, when a woman's giving birth to a baby and she has a new birth pain, She doesn't think about the old one. She's thinking about the one she's feeling right now. Mm -hmm. And when this one is finished, there's going to be another and another and another because the world is in transition. We're headed to the end of the age when Jesus is going to come for the church. That's what we're headed toward. But all of that is in this book. And please, please reach out to us. We want to give it to you today. It's a gift. Get everything that's free. We want to send it to you. It will just thrill your heart to see what Jesus said. Denise
3: Mark, I just wanted to say something about these these uh, things that we're giving people with their food and with their blanket and their toothbrush, because this is what's going to last forever. The toothbrush might wear out, the food's going to go away, but when they they open the word of God and they start to read and they read psalm ninety one and and they're thinking. Wow, he'll protect me. And I've never heard of that before. And hope has an opportunity through the Word of God to enter their heart. And I'm actually, Paul, Paul, I'm thinking about Paulina.
0: Who's Paulina? And
3: it's Paul's wife. And when she was like eight or nine years old. She was in a very desperate situation. Her daddy died, and her mom was having really problems. And she and her brother, they didn't know how they were going to live. And Paulina saw a track that was in a trash can. And she picked up that track, and she went home and read it. And she gave her life to Jesus that day.
0: And today she's married to Paul, and she's in the ministry.
3: You see, if you can even give this, if you think about that... This is life-transforming.
0: Absolutely. It is. Mm. You know, in Proverbs chapter 21, verse 13, there is a verse that I think that we need to be confronted with. It says, Whosoever stops his ears at the cry of the poor, he also shall cry himself, but shall not be heard. That means if I know somebody has a need that I can do something about, And I choose not to do anything about it when I'm in trouble. There's not a guarantee that somebody's going to respond to me. Really, it's the law of sowing and reaping. What you do for somebody else is what is done for you. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. And my friends, that is not a gimmick just to raise money. That really is the verse that our family lives by. Whatsoever a man sows, whatever you do, it's going to come back to you. Whatever man sows, that shall he reap. If you love, you'll be loved. If you forgive, you'll be forgiven. If you show mercy, you're going to be shown mercy. If you meet somebody else's need, it's going to come back to you and your need is going to be met. And right now, we have an opportunity to provide a relief package to people that are in need. A simple gift of $60 We'll provide one of these boxes, 20 meals, or you can just give $3 if that's what you can do. That is magnificent. That's right. That provides a meal for someone. Maybe you can give $100 or $600 or $6,000. God will tell you what to do. You know his voice, and he'll speak to you if you have an ear to hear, if you have an ear to hear. And today we're asking you to open your ears and to open your heart, not just to sit around and say, oh, that's just... That's so unfortunate what's happening. That doesn't change anything. Compassion acts. Elios, the Greek word, it's compassion driven to do something, to rectify a situation or to make something better for somebody else. And remember that Jesus was moved with compassion. Compassion moves you. And if what you're feeling doesn't move you to do something, then it's not God's compassion. Real compassion will cause you to say, I can be a part of that. Joe?
2: And when you give, if you want to be a part of this, when you give, do it in faith. Give in faith. Believe for someone's life to be changed. It can really happen. We're believing for miracles. We're believing for revival. And you can be a part of that. That is absolutely the truth. So please join us, either to help people in need or finish the studio. We need your help. Denise?
3: And please let us know how we can pray for you.
0: Oh, yes.
3: We're here to pray for you.
0: If you've ever reached out to this ministry, you'll know that when you reach out to us, you don't go away without somebody really praying for you. We want the phone to ring. We want your email to show up in our inbox. If we know how to pray for you, then we'll do a better job of praying. It's hard to pray for somebody. That doesn't tell you how to pray. But if you reach out to us and say, this is my need, we'll get in faith with you. We'll align ourselves with the word of God for you. And according to Jeremiah 33, 3, if we call out to God in faith, he will hear us and he will show us and you great and mighty things. So please let us know how to pray for you. But thank you for being with us. We're going to come back tomorrow and we're going to have another special broadcast about this emergency situation that is just so real. It's just right in our faces. And God has positioned us to do something about it. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless you.
3: Thank you for watching this broadcast. For more information on product resources or to learn how you can partner with this ministry, please connect with us at runner.org. Also, please be sure to visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.